0: Thank you for listening to the Conformed to Christ podcast where we seek to engage the mind, affect the heart and call people to follow
1: Christ. I'm Jay Jones, here for Free for All Friday with George Mays. Hey hey. You know, I'm we George haven't Jones. had a we haven't had a legit Free for All Friday in a while. Yeah, you mean like where we don't have know what we're going to talk like we've about. We've been we've been coming in with some some topics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you had your uh, your your grandfather mm-hmm. uh, interviewed. That was yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, enjoyed enjoyed watching that. Yeah, he's did uh, he enjoy doing it?
0: I think he did. How'd he you how'd know, he like it? I think he enjoyed doing it. Yeah, he always likes to talk about himself. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but he's pretty sharp, huh? For ninety ninety yeah. uh, one 91 years oh, old. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, still he got it. He still got it all there in his mind.
1: Yeah. I will not be that sharp if I make it. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if I'm that sharp right now. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's kind of what I was getting at.
0: I feel like I'll, I'll put I'll like learn stuff and I'll study. Yeah, I'm like yay, I'm learning, and then it goes in and it makes room and it pushes other stuff out the other side. Yeah, that's that's what I feel like. I forgot the other stuff that right. I learned years ago. So, well, George, you see this shirt I have on? I see it. You see this shirt? Uh huh. This shirt, George, <clears throat> I have I thought it was missing. Okay. This is pre-COVID era shirt here. Okay. Now, I have several shirts that are of this pattern, but yeah. not with this like blackish, dark blue. Okay. And uh, you know the conversation, like Angie, where's that one shirt? And she'd be like, It's right there. I'm like, No, not that, that one. The other one that looks like that. She's like, No, it's this one. I'm like, No, you don't remember the one. She's like, That's it. I'm like, No, there's another one. Guess where I found this shirt? Where's that? Hanging in my closet.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> It's always the place you least expect. I know. <laughs>
0: somebody messed with my okay. system. I got a system that, you know, be, okay. between dirty clothes and clean clothes. And then, you know, <clears throat> and somebody hung this shirt, George, where, you yeah. it's probably me. I probably did it where it wasn't supposed to be, but there it was.
1: <laughs> what are we three minutes in and this is, this is like the bottom of the barrel my friend
0: (laughs) i was excited about it hey you uh you you posted you posted
1: something on facebook this morning and i didn't ask you until we started recording i gotta hear about uh your midnight adventure so i'm asleep okay right dead asleep
0: all of a sudden i hear sounds like a human in my room so i get up okay <laughs> a jolt of adrenaline uh-huh. Ooh, i'm at, i'm at 150% ready okay. ready to uh, fight bare-knuckled okay. to the death <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so i get up and then i okay. assess there's no human in here okay. but it does sound like there's a possum in here wasn't a possum george okay well that's good <laughs> But this, it was a mouse, okay, and it was making a tremendous amount of noise. I have no idea how. Okay, maybe I don't know, but I had so much adrenaline, and yeah. I was, at that time I'm just mad. So I get up and I start making mouse traps. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then I and then in the middle okay. of the night again I hear it thwack, and I and I roll Got over it, huh? with a little smile a little on smile. my face. <laughs> but I was so amped up. Okay. I I uh, I'm pretty tired. I, yeah this, now yeah. So I'm running on coffee.
1: Okay. See, I was envisioning you uh, like stalking this thing in the middle of the night.
0: Oh, no, no. I just went with the irresistible okay. peanut butter.
1: Yeah. That's the trick. They do love peanut Larry, butter.
0: Larry, that's a trick. And then cheese. Yeah. Don't, look, don't watch the cartoons. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, they love peanut butter. It's peanut butter. Yeah. And it's
0: traditional trap. Don't be okay. putting out the whatever trap that they crawl into and it shuts behind them, that stuff's nonsense. Yeah. You get the traps that if you don't put it together right, you're getting your finger broke. Okay. <laughs> you put peanut butter on that, uh-huh. it's game over.
1: Okay. Yep. Got it done. You heard it here. You
0: heard it here. A... You just can't get advice like this everywhere. That's though, right. Which... Yes. It's good stuff.
1: Why do we not have more listeners? I don't know. <laughs> mm. <laughs> All right. So uh we've got uh, well, I don't know about you, but I've got I've got some good good stuff over here, right. Jay. I'm looking forward to it. I've got some good stuff. This is this is high quality. Okay. Conversation I'm we're about for, to have. I'm
0: looking forward to, to it. It'll be nice. It'll All right, nice so nice I, I,
1: we had to hold off on this for a, a few weeks. I, I found this um I found this a few weeks ago. Okay. And I really wanted to talk about it and uh we had to had to take a few weeks off. Came across this article. This headline just grabbed me immediately. This is how you write a good, good catchy uh, headline. Jay, woman sues McDonald's after complaining that a cheeseburger advertisement was so irresistible it caused her to break her fast during Lent. <laughs> <laughs> can, how,
0: can you sue? Can you just sue someone for anything? Today? I think so. If you just get, <clears throat> pay enough money. For, for, to a lawyer, like how does this work? Or are there lawyers that just do this work for free to try to make money off of weird lawsuits? How, how does this stuff happen?
1: Probably, I don't, I don't know. This is uh, this is a woman from I don't even know how to pronounce this this town in Russia, mm. Omsk, O M S K. This is in Russia. This is in Russia. Yeah, I'm just reading the story, my friend. Wow, that's all I'm doing. All right, so her name is Ksenia. Ochinnikova. Okay. I probably butchered that. I apologize. Orthodox. So yeah, see, yeah. Part that's of the, how, part of the Orthodox yeah, Russian their, Orthodox that's Church. That's their
0: dominant religion.
1: Said she was trying to stay away from meat and other animal products during the 6-week period leading up to Easter in 2019. Mm. <clears throat> said that uh she said when I saw an advertising banner I couldn't help myself. I visited McDonald's and bought a cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So she's rep- she, it's, it, Fox News is reporting that she's accusing McDonald's of breaking consumer protection law and insulting her religious feelings. Wow. <clears throat> Get this. She's suing McDonald's for 1,000 rubles. What does that equal? in Like dollars $14. What? <laughs> Why? As compensation for sustained moral damage. $14? This is so strange. Mor- gets- moral damage. Huh. Yeah. Weird. So she's trying to abstain from meat during, uh, during Lent. Mm. And uh, she sees this advertisement and uh just can't help herself is that how much money
0: like it cost on the menu with the uh, orthodox priest <laughs> to get her sins revolved uh, uh, to have them removed yeah so i had the uh there's a guy from i believe belarus that i was in school with and he gave a project and he kind of showed us stuff from his homeland with the eastern he said legit like the eastern orthodox priest guys that have like a menu Okay. and people over there are very superstitious and so it'll be like bless your car. Okay. $25. Bless your baby, $100. Wow. Like it's a it's a menu of stuff that you can <laughs> Oh, really? And you go to the Oh, wow. to the orthodox priest guy and okay. you give him the stuff and he'll perform whatever right? So maybe wow. maybe the price was $14. $14 to have that absolved.
1: Wow. Who knows. And
0: mm. that isn't that odd?
1: Yeah. Have you ever watched a McDonald's commercial and just found it so irresistible that you couldn't you couldn't help but go get a big mac no no (laughs) i'm afraid not (laughs) i don't i don't know maybe they make them differently in uh in russia i don't know but i've never been just so irresistibly drawn to a mcdonald's cheeseburger that I, i couldn't resist but i bring this up it i mean it's a funny story yeah but i bring this up because um. Why did this woman do this? Because she is, wanted to. Is it because? Is it because this ad is so irresistible? No, no. She no. wanted no. to do it. Right. <laughs> right. You always do that that which you
0: most want to do. Right. That's how your will works. Right. We've talked about how the will works. Yeah. On here before.
1: Yeah. And um, I I bring this up not because people are going to. I, I mean, I think that Lent itself is a. Uh, it's a it's a Roman it's a Romanish um holiday. Mm-hmm. Like it's not something that, that Protestants need. I this is chasing a rabbit here. I always get so frustrated when I see like reformed Christians asking, well what, what's everyone giving up for Lent? Right. Have you seen this? I've seen people like Matt Chandler, mm-hmm. people like that talking about Lent. He actually made a video several years ago yeah. about the importance of Lent. Yeah I gave up listening to him. Yeah. Um Lent is not a it's not a biblical Mm-hmm. Holiday. So there is a there's a problem here when you're asking people to abstain from things that the Bible doesn't tell you that you have to abstain from. Right. And then she feels guilt over breaking this made up this made up rule uh-huh. um, that she doesn't need to feel any guilt over. Yep. Um, food. I mean, Paul goes out of his way, right, to say that food doesn't right doesn't do anything uh-huh. spiritual for you. Yeah. Um, you can look at Colossians. Yeah. Author of Hebrews talks about it. Um, there's this woman did not sin. She sinned against her conscience because she was following, um, you know, these made up, made up rules, um, yeah, that do not cause her to be justified before God mm-hmm. um, at all. But I, I bring this up because um, not not because of cheeseburgers, but because this is a common um, idea that people have that there's something outside of them that's causing them to do something. Right. So she's not blaming herself. She's blaming this McDonald's ad. So she's suing McDonald's for you know a thousand rubles um, because mm-hmm. she thinks that it was their fault. Yeah. If if I didn't have this advertisement, if I hadn't seen this advertisement, then I I would have kept my commitment <clears throat> during Lent. Mm-hmm. Right. That's right. But that that's not what the Bible says. And yeah. a lot of people use this as an excuse. Well I wouldn't have gotten angry if you hadn't mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Um, you know, they're they're blaming something that they do on some outside right yeah force. Uh-huh. And that's that's simply not what the uh what the scriptures um teach. And uh, I've been running across this, you know, I've been doing the uh I've been trying to uh, do the exams to be certified as a biblical counselor and right. and this idea is just I mean, it just permeates uh-huh. um, the whole thing. Um, so Matthew chapter fifteen, right? Um, where uh, the uh, the Pharisees they're accusing Jesus's disciples of not washing their hands before they eat. Right now, this isn't you know the sanitary washing. Right. Yeah, this yeah. is ceremonial cleaning. They're supposed uh-huh. to clean their hands before they eat anything, which is just
0: man made law. Right, it, it's just uh, part of the tradition that. Was developed
1: <clears> now. Uh, it's probably good if you're going to eat with your hands to probably uh, to wash. Yeah, wash your hands. Um, but that's not what they're talking about. But uh, they're they're saying that this is this is causing them to be unclean. Uh-huh. And so Jesus says that it's not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but what comes out. Right, right. It's not it's not what goes into you that defiles you. It's mm. not that you see an advertisement that causes you to sin. It's something inside of you that yeah. causes you to sin. So he says, "What comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this defiles a person. For out of the heart come evil thoughts." Which I think she would have. It, well, according to her, according to yeah, her, yeah. Not, this isn't it's not evil. Yeah, I mean, according to her, it, it according may be it may be borderline to be lusting after a McDonald's hamburger, but her and
0: uh, P- her and Peta. It's evil eating yes. hamburgers
1: uh, evil thoughts murder adultery sexual immorality theft false witness slander these are what defile a person but to eat with unwashed hands does not defile anyone so what he's saying is that the reason why you have um, evil thoughts is not because of something outside of you it's because of something inside <clears throat> you right
0: yeah it's because you're because you're evil we talked about this a little bit on <clears throat> Text-Driven Tuesday, uh-huh. maybe not a ton, but more yeah. in the sermon. Mm-hmm. You can't separate the sin from the sinner. People right. like to say God loves the sinner and he hates the sin. Yeah. We kind of got into this paradox of God loving uh-huh. uh, sinners and also hating the wicked, because yeah. there's tons of texts that say God hates the wicked. And the reason is because is you can't separate the two. Right? Like, you, you do this stuff because it's who you are. Yeah. And... Uh, so that's can't. why we have to be born again, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's you know that's that's the thing that, a lot, that comes out a lot today is we see this trajectory of, of argumentation. I'm born like this, or I was mm-hmm. I was born gay, yeah, or I was born with this disposition, right? And I need to be true to myself. The gateway to happiness is found in being true to yourself, yeah. Um, and that's why Jesus says you must be born again, right? Right. And it goes for everybody. It goes for heterosexual, homosexual. Everyone must be born again because our natural desires are not in alignment with His desires.
1: Yeah, yeah. When uh, you know, it, it used to be a big argument that that you're born gay. Mm-hmm. Now you know, with this gender fluidity, it's it could change from moment to moment. Yeah, right. But if someone were to say, "I, I was born this way," Um I wouldn't immediately say no you weren't. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I might lean into that. <laughs> yeah. You you might have been. But that's why you have to be regenerated. Mm-hmm. You have to be born again. Um we're all born as sinners. We're all born with a corrupt nature, a corrupt heart, corrupt desires. Are um, the very our very thought processes are corrupt by the fall. Yeah. We we can't even we can't even make proper diagnosis of of the world because of the effects of the fall on us. Right. Um, so yeah, maybe maybe you were born that way. Maybe that you you have an inner proclivity towards homosexuality. That doesn't mean that it's okay. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that you you indulge in that you you can't change because that that's what the gospel is all about it's about changing not just your actions but actually changing the source Uh right yeah and there's also a big element of self-denial in christianity that
0: Mm -hmm. um is just lost today yeah no one can be my disciple unless they deny themselves Mm -hmm. take up their cross and follow me yeah like self-denial really and uh, that's that's what's true of Christianity. I mean, even after you're regenerated, and you're born again, you still live in a and this body that is part of the fallen world. And there's always this strong draw by the world and by your by your flesh nature to the old man, to the old ways. Yeah. And so, what do you do? You deny yourself. Yeah. People just don't w- have self. Put it to death. People don't have self-control today, Um, uh, and even Christians can seem to believe that they can't do things when... I think the Bible tells us we can, that that whatever God tells us to do, we can do it because we have the Holy Spirit. Right. So if He tells us to deny ourselves and He gives us the Holy Spirit, we can actually do it. Right.
1: Yeah. But you have to put it to death. Mm -hmm. It's not an automatic thing. We put it to death. We... Um, Paul uses the the language of putting off and putting on. Mm-hmm. So you have to put off the old man. You have to put off the old right. self with all of its its sinful desires, and yeah. then you you need to be renewed in in your mind mm-hmm. that comes through God's word. Yeah. And then you put on mm-hmm. you, you put on. So it's not just it's not just stop doing this yeah. and then leave this vacuum. Right. Um. It's it's stop doing this and start doing this, mm-hmm. and uh, you can see Paul giving. Practical examples um, throughout Ephesians, yes. Colossians. Um, stop lying. Tell the truth. Right, right, <laughs> right. Uh, stop coveting. Mm-hmm. Be thankful. Yeah. So it's. Uh, but Christians are are supposed to do this. But I, I brought up this this article because as soon as I saw it, I was like, this is an absurd. This is an absurd story, but it's exactly what this world and many Christians fall into the trap of doing, Mm -hmm. blaming outside outside things um, and saying, it's causing you to be this way. Yeah. So this thing is causing (laughs) me to be angry. This is causing me to be depressed. This is causing me to lust. Um, It comes from your heart. I was just kind of thinking of the, uh, you know, there's
0: guys that are... Uh, they may, they may, that excuse may be given. Well, I, I wouldn't have sexually uh, assaulted that girl if she wasn't dressed like that. Oh uh, yeah, you, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And feminists are like, <laughs> right? Control yourself. Which in this case, they're right. Yeah. But the the lady used the same. <laughs> she yeah. used the same uh, excuse. Yeah. Right. And she's suing someone for it. Uh-huh. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. No, so no we self-control. Have to,
1: Yeah. So we have to. We have to avoid this as Christians. We need mm-hmm. to have a biblical understanding of our desires. Yeah, um, of our heart. Yeah, and then we need to uh, conform our thinking to the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So absurd story, Thought that it would get a laugh. That was it. That uh, was. But it also has some pretty significant theological implications yeah. for us, also for sure. Right? Yeah. yeah. You got anything? No. Oh no, man. I mean, well, I've got. I mean, uh, I, I mean real... I've been piling them up. I've been stacking them up over the last several weeks, Jay.
0: There's the sad situation in Afghanistan going on. Uh-huh. It's, uh huh. That's. Don't know. Make any comments on that. Yeah. Um. Don't know what to say, man. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. I think we just need to uh, remember to pray for our brothers and sisters over there. There's Christians over there that are going to suffer.
0: Yeah, that's that's something. Yeah. to really think about, right? Mm-hmm. And they're not going to be able to get out. Yeah. Unless, I mean, the American, all the American people that are left will probably get out, but they're not going to get out. Right. So they're left with the choice, I guess, of stay and probably die in the next, who knows, you know, right? month or run to, flee to Pakistan. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what their options are.
1: Yeah. Right. So, yeah. yeah um, I... <laughs> Every time I see videos from our government that are you know making demands, the world is watching what you're doing, um, it it just reminds me that the world, the, the secular world, these secular governments, they have failed, they have fundamentally failed to understand Islam. Mm-hmm. They're, and we talked about this a little bit, um, that the American government is trying to take all of the the characteristics and the benefits of the american government system of liberty right um just you know just laws common laws that you know rich people and poor people are supposed to be held to the same standard men and women yeah are they're they're supposed to be judged under the same law yeah um they want to take these things and they want to just transplant them onto other countries right like yeah. Afghanistan, mm-hmm. while completely ignoring the foundation for liberty, right, and private property, right. and and just laws, and yeah. and no favoritism, yeah, like they 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 forget because they want to jettison, you know, Christianity. They want they want freedom, but they forget that freedom is based upon the Bible, right. Um, the the Christian values even mm. if the even if all the founding fathers weren't what we would say as Christians they still had a Christian worldview right and so they could base the the way that the American government was set up the way that American life was established on those that Christian worldview and so if you try to take the benefits of the Christian worldview and and transplant it onto a Muslim worldview it's not going to work mm-hmm. they're not going to have Equality for women under Taliban rule, right? Because they follow the Quran. <clears throat> yeah. Did you
0: see the uh, the CNN lady yeah. asking those two Taliban yeah. guys? <laughs> right. Well, it's it's like this lady is. I don't know if she's clueless. Is she have a death wish? She's they, like she asked him, like, "Oh, so you will you make sure that women are treated fairly, <laughs> all right, equally here uh, mm-hmm. under Taliban rule?" And they just look at each other and they're just smiling. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> they're like, "Yeah, is this for real?" Yeah, it's crazy.
1: Everything's everything has to come down to worldview, right? And the the Christian that people in our our country they forget that America has been great because of the Christian worldview. Um, It's not because people had this bright idea, let's have freedom, and oh, everyone's gonna wanna have freedom the same way that we have it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's based on the Christian worldview. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a foundation there that America could only be built on on biblical values. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, you're, you're not gonna have that in an Islamic world. Right, because they don't have the same values, mm-hmm. and so you can't just say, "Well, they're well, why not? Why why wouldn't they want to have you know freedom for everyone and have equality for everyone? They're not they're not going to have those things because they don't have the same worldview, right? Yeah. And um, our our secular world just doesn't understand that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should think about those that you know that served and our our veterans that served during that time period, especially those yeah. that were in Afghanistan. I wasn't in Afghanistan; I was in Iraq, so. Yeah. I probably don't feel exactly the same as those that were actually there. Right. Because um, I'm not tied to it in the same way. But it's all kind of the same general thing, same type yeah. of missions uh, and objectives. And, yeah, a lot of people, I know veterans are probably, they're feeling very frustrated. I know I know for a fact some are. Some, of the, some parents are. Yeah. Uh, they're thinking about all the people there that they know that gave their life or their loved ones that gave their life. And now they just see that it seems like we just gave it up Mm -hmm. and there. And what was accomplished? We talked about that. Like what was accomplished? What can we say it was for? Right. And I guess, you know, one thing is that we could say is there were no attacks in America for the past 20 years. Yeah. That's one major accomplishment.
1: Right. Well, I mean, ultimately, um, as a as a Christian soldier, and I'm speaking as someone who's never served, but um, you know, just we fall back on the scripture. Um, what was it worth? Well, did you serve as a soldier for the glory of God? And um, regardless of what our unbelieving governments do and the decisions that they make, you as a Christian are ultimately serving Christ. Um, yep. And not whoever the president is. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you, you took oaths um, to protect America, um, but we we always remember what our our where our citizenship is. Yep. Right. Um, and I, I know you you preached through Philippians, so you uh, you have that all that background information of these retired Roman soldiers in Philippi. Yeah and how Paul is reminding them that their citizenship is in heaven. Um and so yeah. Yeah, it's a sad situation. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um but we also need to be reminded that every every government is going to collapse mm-hmm. sooner or later. And uh our our citizenship, our ultimate goal is to uh to glorify God yep. and serve him. Mhm. Yeah. yeah.
0: They so. did write some some stern letters to them, though, George. Mm. I know that probably makes everyone feel better. Uh-huh. <laughs> the, yeah. the UN, they they, they wrote a oh, stern, yeah. some stern letters. Right. The State Department, they issued stern <laughs> yeah. letters. Right. Yep. It's like, what world are you living in? Right. Do you think they care about this UN stern letters? While, to they're, uh, while they're crazy
1: driving around their uh, bumper cars? Maybe see they'll that? send... Did you see that video of the Taliban guys in the bumper cars?
0: Um, no, I didn't. <laughs> oh, goodness. No. Maybe the UN will send over some they-thems to take care of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they're some terrified.
1: It's. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. If I saw some of these TikTok uh, people coming towards me, I might yeah. turn tail and run. <laughs> it's like, what is this? <laughs> They've un- unleashed something unnatural. <laughs> I don't even know what this is. Yeah. yeah something out of a horror movie. hmm Right.
0: Something to convince you to get your vaccine. <laughs> I mean, what a joke. Man. I'm sure all the Taliban a, have gotten their that's vaccines. That's not a good picture, right? You've yeah. seen it a week ago. They're having this dude like in the White House trying to promote getting the vaccine. Oh, yeah. Next week, collapse in Afghanistan. Right.
1: Yep. Well, all, all world governments apart from Christ are going to, um, they're, they're, I mean, especially when they're run by unbelievers mm-hmm. that um, just completely reject any kind of um, basis for these things, any, any kind of basis for morality. Mm-hmm. Um, e- even as they're, they're telling you to get the vaccine because it will save lives, they've completely, they've completely gotten rid of the very basis for why we should care about protecting lives. Like in a Darwinian worldview let the virus sort everything out. Right. And shouldn't it be the strongest that survive? Yeah, they can't help, but they can't help. But they can't, they can't, they can't help, but because you live, they live in God's world, um, whether or not they acknowledge it or not, they can't, Mm -hmm. they can't get away from it. So they have to steal from the Christian worldview, Mm -hmm. um, to not go insane. Yep. Right. Mm. Yes, indeed. Yep. We haven't talked about, uh, critical race theory or or wokeness in a while we took a little hiatus about yeah. talking about that but of course I came across this article oh, I'm no. sure other people came across it and uh just the absurdity what what's one of the stupidest things you've heard um crt kind of leading to can you even narrow it down to like what's one of the stupidest things that you can think
0: I, I don't even know dude it's There's really it's minutes. really hard yeah right?
1: I think this one probably goes to the top of the list though Without a doubt. Okay. For me, anyway. What do you got? <laughs> Oregon governor signs new law allowing oh, yeah. students to graduate without proving they can read, write, or do math. I saw this. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I saw this.
1: So now, if you are an Oregon uh, high school student, you do not have to prove that you can read, write, or do math at a high school level in order to graduate. And uh, the Oregon governor signed this. Um <sighs> Senate Bill 744. She signed it into law. Uh, yeah. I saw, I saw few, her. Few
0: I saw her explanation saying that these uh, criteria, graduation criteria, mm-hmm. they disproportionately uh, favored, and of course, she, you know, they always say people of color, but she said, oh, yeah. Um, blacks, Hispanics, mm-hmm. and then she said Asians. And when she said that, I went, <laughs>
1: nope. Yeah. Nope. There's no way. Okay. So because a-
0: Asians outscore whites
1: so, on, in so every this, category. This is an email. This is a statement made in the email from Charles Boyle, who is the governor's deputy communications director. All right. So he sent out a sent out an email, and this is part of what he says. He says that the uh, that suspending the reading, writing, and math proficiency requirements will benefit oregon's black latino latina latinx indigenous asian pacific islander tribal and students of color
0: why why did they say asians george
1: well i can't take them seriously
0: (laughs) when these guys and this is a fact this is not uh, right some stereotypes are there for a reason asians outscore everybody Mm -hmm. in every category man yeah you know what i mean it did, did, wasn't the uh, the the US's uh, math the math champion club. Did you see it? Mm-hmm. What was it, George?
1: Yeah, it was all it was Asians, were not it? Oh, it? Yeah, people it of Asian descent. Yeah. yeah.
0: So why why did they even put them in there?
1: I don't know. Just because they're but, not white? Uh, probably, yeah. But here's my question. <laughs> He adds in this this email, he, he says, quote, leaders from those communities have advocated time and again for equitable graduation standards, along with expanded learning opportunities and support. Here's my question. How is this helping? Right. How is this helping Oregon's Black, Latino, Latina, Latinx, Indigenous, Asian, Pacific Islander, and tribal mm-hmm. students of color? How is this benefiting them to go into this world and try to find you know, meaningful employment and they can't read, write or do math. Yeah. How is that helping them?
0: It's not, it's helping the school. Like, Here's the, here, it
1: helps the school board <clears throat> and it
0: helps all the school uh-huh. system look better. Right. For graduating. Um, more here
1: people. is a, uh, this is from the article. This is, this is uh, the, this is the author mm. writing. Um, they say lawmakers did not pass any significant expansion of learning opportunities or support for black indigenous and students of color during the 2021 legislative session. Right. So, so they did, what they've done is that they haven't invested in these students that are struggling. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe don't have the same opportunities. Right. Um, They haven't invested in them. Instead, they've dropped the requirements. So you don't have to, you don't have to strive to achieve for for betterment. Right. We'll just drop the standards so that you don't have to do it at all. Right. That's and that's not benefiting them. Yeah. Maybe they'll maybe they'll be able to graduate. I don't even know why you would want a high school diploma if it doesn't I mean what's it even matter? I mean, yeah. If you can if, if it doesn't matter that you can read, write or do high school math, then why even complete school at all? Just sure. Just drop out and and go get whatever job that you can get. Yep. Or just feed off of the of Mm -hmm. the government. This Um, is, I I don't understand what even the the point is. Yeah, this is what's, and they're suspending this until 2024. Right.
0: Yeah. It's, it's very racist in my opinion. Mm -hmm. It's, to to me, it appears that they're just saying they just can't perform (laughs) to that level. (laughs) So we'll lower the standard. Uh And in my mind, that's racist right? because they definitely can. Right. They can perform to the same standard. Absolutely. Um, So, if you have a collection of data that tells you that the, uh, a particular group is performing less than another, and you begin to analyze the data, and you see it's for whatever reason, why why not allocate resources, yeah. right, to help? So just take Lawton for instance, like, yeah, like the school system. You have Cash Elgin Lawton where we live, okay. Well, we go where we go to school is Cash, and that's a good school, yeah, right. So like Drake's learning calculus. At the school, and the school won't, there will not be chaos. There will be order. Um, It won't be overcrowded, and it'll be a good learning environment to learn science and math and, you know, writing skills and learning to do logic and critical analysis. And it's a good school. When you come to Lawton, right, it's a train wreck, and Lawton has a higher proportion of, uh, blacks and hispanics and well cash probably has more native americans but lawton has more blacks and hispanics and so they would fall into that category of those that probably if you look at it the testing scores and their ability to learn is is much lower now why why not invest more money into these schools that really need it now i know it goes based off of like there's, a, there's tax issues and money that's taken from taxes and property tax and all that. But when the state's looking at this stuff, they've got to incentivize some of this. Nobody wants to teach in Lawton. Yeah. Nobody. <clears throat> like Lawton has, there's a, you know, I sent you a video the other day of people like rating where to live in the military. <laughs> and this dude rated Lawton a Call of Duty map, a war zone map. That's what Lawton's like. He said, um, so why why are they not investing money in there and like incentivizing like? There's a ton of military guys here. Like these people need uh, teachers, right? That will uh, hold them to standards, be involved with them, kind of like a I think about mm-hmm. Uh, man, a Mm-hmm. a man man from our church. He he teaches in Lawton. They need more guys like that around them. But why not say, "Hey, if you'll teach in the school district where nobody wants to teach, we'll pay you twenty thousand dollars more than you'll get paid in any other school district, right?" Because that's what they need. They need that type of allocation of resources if they truly want to help uh, minorities, that's right? Because, I... because think about it. I could work part time in tutor. Yeah, I'm not going to do it for free. I'm sorry. I have a lot of stuff going on in my life, but if they were like, "Hey, would you tutor if we incentivize that for you?" Then I would probably, maybe I would consider it.
1: Uh, I've said it before, and I know it's controversial, but I'm going to say it again anyway because I really believe it. I think what schools need is for the government to get out of it. Yes, I, I really believe that education would be better and higher, um, and more beneficial for these kids if it didn't have the government in it. Well, they it, have so they have so many they have so many regulations so many things that they have to do all yeah. these standardized tests yeah. um, and you've got and i mean this is this is government right the the uh, the Oregon governor signing this into law that mm-hmm. shouldn't be the governor's decision at all that shouldn't that shouldn't be the legislators decision it should be the schools right. it should be the communities yeah. the parents should have the say yeah. Um. And uh, the parents are the ones that need to be. Yeah, they need to be more involved. Get the government out of the out of the schools and have the parents more involved. And I think that the schools would do. There's always uh, going to be infinitely
0: better. Uh, some type of government involved. The question is what type. Yeah. And the best type is the local. Yeah. The most local you can get. Right. The better. Yeah. Uh, but the way it goes is they hang, they dangle that carrot over mm-hmm. you, money. Right? right. Well, we've got money. Yep. And if you do this, we'll give you the money and that's the way they do it. And a lot of <clears throat> a lot of people's parents just aren't involved. Yeah. <clears throat> we we should have a mock a in here and talk about education and yeah. uh, some of these schools that are rough. Mm-hmm. And you, I mean it's pretty sad, man. A lot of a lot of people's parents just aren't involved in their life in any way. Yeah. Um so it's a difficult problem to solve obviously, but it's I a think,
1: it's a theological problem. Yeah. Um I, and I don't think people see it that way, but I think everything goes back to god's original design Mm -hmm. and god's original classroom is the family yep and where are you supposed to learn
0: right
1: where where did god where did god say that the responsibility lies well deuteronomy chapter 6 seems to uh strongly suggest that it's the parents Mm. and when the parents aren't involved you can throw as much government and as much money as you want at it and you're still gonna have uh you're gonna have a, a really steep climb yeah um, because God has designed the world to work in a certain way, and when we ignore the way that God has designed the world to work, and we allow for absentee parents, and we allow for the government to come over, and they they become basically the surrogate parent, right? And um, that's, that's you're, that's you're just you going to have you're just going to have stuff like this happening. Yeah, when when you get down to the very
0: the core issue is that you have the government who's taken over the role of the parents. Yeah, in a lot of these communities' lives—they've mm-hmm. incentivized fatherlessness. Right. You put a father in the home. Mm-hmm. Don't matter if the pe- if people are dirt poor. Right. Those kids are going to be okay. Yeah. And they're going to thrive. Yeah. Sorry if that triggers. <laughs> right. A lot of the uh, feminist. Uh-huh. I don't think we have a lot of feminist leaning people listening. But <laughs> you
1: don't. You don't think this is a no. Okay.
0: That's the the the, <laughs> the thing you can't replace. Right. You can't. There's nothing that can take the place of uh-huh. a father in the home. Right. Um, and, and we've incentivized it over years, yep. years and years and years, to uh, incentivize fatherlessness. And it's not just in uh, minority communities. It's, it's, in, uh, it's, it's in white communities, too. Mm-hmm. It's, it's everywhere. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah,
1: the destruction of uh, marriage, the destruction of family, um, all of these are theological issues. Mm-hmm. And um, the world has destroyed these things. And stuff that's going on in schools, that's just ripple effects yep that go back to the epicenter, which is the destruction of the home
0: mm-hmm. So we come back to that article I mean if they really wanted to impact impact stuff in Oregon, they'd begin to look into that problem. Mm-hmm. How do we incentivize uh, people be, being together mar- like being married uh-huh. and having a father and a mother yeah Oh
1: man, just triggered the whole world. All <laughs> right, you can't. You can't. What? The mother and a father. Are you? Are you uh, assuming people's gender? Well, I mean, and and by that I mean, uh, male and female. Right.
0: Uh, that yeah. people want to separate gender from people's yeah. sex. You're never going to have um, humanity thriving mm-hmm. until you get back to that. Right a man and a woman committed to each other for life. Yeah. And and that and that and that commitment to each other raising raising children mm-hmm. together. And the government needs to incentivize that. If they want to, if they truly want to change, right? If they want to help communities, help schools, they've got to invest money in that instead of incentivizing the other. Right. Because what 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 they do now is well, if you're not married, like you're entitled to all of these different benefits, yeah. But
1: the second you get married, <laughs> they penalize marriage.
0: The second that you get married, they all go away, right? They disappear, yeah. And so, of course, to, when a non-believer is looking at this, right? Because mar- marriage is not just for Christians. Mm-hmm. Like marriage is God's right design for uh, humanity, humanity, and for society, right? Like it's a foundation of society in general. It's a general. It really is like a general grace, right? And so, when the government incentivizes not having that, what you've just done is like taking a jackhammer to the foundation of the world. Yeah. And of course, things are going to start to fall apart. Right.
1: Yeah. Of course, we could start talking about welfare if you want to, Jay. Is that the... I don't think that's the role no. of the government. But no. we, <laughs> we don't have to talk about that. Mm. <laughs> I got one more thing before we shut this down. Okay. I saw this last night, and I thought, we've got to talk about this. Yeah. Absolutely got to talk about this. Baptist Press put out this article yesterday. Headline says, Gen Z wants to spread the gospel by example and understand others, study says. Yeah. So, Barna um, and a few other um, organizations, they put out this this survey, and they found that... Uh, Gen Z Christians I don't know what I don't know what the years are for Gen Z. You want to find that I out while, while I'm saying this. So Gen Z Christians prefer to share their faith by example rather than exhortation. Mm-hmm. Um, they found that 53% have a very positive view of letting the way they live be the primary witness. Notice that that word, that adjective is is important. The primary witness. Of their faith to non Christians, compared to forty percent who have a very positive view of sharing their faith by testimony. Uh. Now I don't know what they mean by testimony. If that's just sharing my personal story, um, then we could talk about that also. But uh, I don't have, I don't know exactly what they mean by sharing of uh, their testimony. Um. So the uh, the ma- so the majority of um, Gen Z. Been able to find that yet, Jay?
0: It's this one says nineteen ninety seven to twenty twelve. That's a pretty wide, yeah. Okay, and they're six to twenty four years old. So I'm guessing the article is talking about those probably high school to college date college age.
1: Okay, all right. So the majority of them want to share their faith by example rather than by words. Uh-huh. So they want to show that they are um, a Christian by what being a being a good person, I guess. I guess I don't um, know. being understanding. Um, I I shared this with you. I love this sentence. Every time yeah. I read it, I just I just love it. I just want to highlight it. This is my <laughs> favorite sentence in the entire article. Yeah, yeah. It says non-Christian members of Gen Z also prefer to see Christians share their faith by example. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, so the non-Christian uh, Gen Z. Uh, people also uh, don't want you to use words (laughs) they just want you to show by example that you're a Christian Uh, I love that because of course they do Uh (laughs) why not um, the quote from the uh, from the study says, at the moment, um, Gen Z seem to be hyper considerate conversation partners, driven to listen and learn from others, and preferring to quote prove their faith in their actions, right. not their words. Yeah, yeah. Oh, here's another one. I almost I almost left this out. Jay, non-Christian teens largely reject having scripture quoted at them as evidence for Christianity. <laughs> Say it again. Non Christian teens largely reject having scripture quoted at them as evidence for Christianity. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. Prove prove Christianity, but I don't want to hear any of that Bible nonsense, right. Jay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> mm. Yeah, this this isn't really a new thing though. Right. It's
1: just the uh, Saint Francis of Assisi. Well approach. the well the supposed yeah, quote from right. Saint Francis of yeah. Assisi. Um preach, the, preach gospel. the gospel at all times. If necessary, use words. Yeah.
0: Use words if necessary. Yeah. So he was alive like eleven eighty ish or something. Somewhere around a yeah, long time ago.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um yeah. Interesting. Um
1: so it uh
0: how how do you evangelize someone without
1: words? Right, and I think we—I used to fall into this trap um, when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just be a good person. Mm-hmm. Be a good person, and uh, they'll they'll ask you, right? <laughs> they'll ask you, you know, why are you so different, right? And yeah. I heard this at youth camp and and all over the place. Mm-hmm. This idea that that. The non-believers are going to ask you, "Why are you the way that you are?"
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, there may be, there may be that, you know, that chance encounter where someone sees you react in a certain way, and they ask you. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that that's that's not going to be typical at all.
0: No, no, that's not. That's definitely not normal. Right. Uh, it may surprise. Um, Christians to learn that non-Christians can actually also be uh, generally kind, mm-hmm. can uh, pay their taxes and go to work and be hard workers, right. and even committed in their marriages. Yeah. So one, one person that I think about when I think about this was my old first sergeant when I was in command. Okay. Um, I didn't know him before I took command. I just observed his way of life. You know, a lot of people, most people in the army are divorced. Well, he's at the end of his career, he's still married. Takes, loves his, loves his wife, takes care of his kids, loyal, has integrity, uh, respectful. As far as I can tell, you know, lives a pretty moral life compared to the rest of the world. And wouldn't you know, to my shock, never been a Christian. Yeah. Never gone to church. Mm-hmm. N- had no religion. No philosophy. Yeah. Now he knew I did, right? So he, right, he uh he's he comes in my office, he says, Okay, let's get this over with. <laughs> I was like, What? So oh, I know you're gonna you're gonna try to to share with me about uh Christianity or whatever, so let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> I said, All right, let's let's do it then. Yeah. So we became we were we were we were friends and we remained friends for okay. a long time. Yeah. Um but yeah there are people out there that um an outward appearance appear to be good people. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, I'm not talking in the theological sense. I'm just right, right. talking from the they're world kind.
1: They're they're not rude, <clears throat> they're not yeah. angry people.
0: You know, I I would venture to say a a a a, a good Jewish person is going to look a lot like a good Christian person maybe. Well, right I they're always, gonna they're gonna they're gonna obey the laws yeah they're gonna try to be kind to the other right they're mm-hmm. gonna try to obey the greatest commands in the Old Testament right to love God and to love their neighbor they're yeah. gonna try to do that
1: well i always I always think of Mormons yeah um Mormons are gonna outshine a lot of Christians in being good people and nice uh-huh um even you know a, a like an actual practicing Buddhist mm-hmm should be a nice person mm-hmm. um, if they're if they're actually doing what <laughs> what Buddhists are supposed to do mm-hmm. um, yeah there's there's a lot of even religions that are teaching their adherents to be good people to be yeah. kind to others <clears throat> and uh, that that is not going to be exclusively Christian right yeah um, but if uh, if you're just trying to be a good a good person trying to be a good Christian, being obedient to God in everything except actually verbalizing your faith. Right. Um, don't be surprised when no one ever takes notice. Right. <laughs> and never asks you about it. Right. You you will probably never share your faith.
0: People aren't gonna just ask you about it. That's right. my experience. Yeah. What you've got to do is like if you're working or you're with friends or whatever, you got there's always like verbal cues and doors in. Yeah. And so you just have to, to live in a, a state of um, vigilance, mm-hmm. I guess, that to where you're actively looking for those opportunities. Right. And, and often, I call it God throwing you a hanging curveball. That's, yeah. that's my terminology, baseball player. Uh-huh. God's throwing you hanging curveballs. You can just watch them go down the middle, or you can take a swing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So be ready.
1: Yeah, and that doesn't mean that our, the way that we live... Doesn't matter. Right. Um, I I think the most common way that people communicate this nowadays is that your life is maybe the only Bible that people will ever, ever read. Right. That's the same thing of, you know, preach the gospel at all times. If necessary, use words. Right. Um, Your life should make a difference. Like Mm -hmm. you should be different. If you're angry all the time and then you're going around trying to share the gospel, (laughs) <laughs> There's a disconnect, right? Yeah. Um if you're if you're the office gossip or you engage in, you know, filthy jokes mm-hmm. and then you try to share the gospel, not, something's not, really. not matching up. But um your life and your words have to go together. Right. So you have to you have to actually say something. Yeah. Um, because as Paul says in Romans chapter ten, how will they believe in him whom they never heard? Right, and how will they hear unless someone preaches to them? Yeah, yeah. Um, faith comes by not looking at someone's example in their life mm-hmm. and deciding they want to be a Christian because this person's you know so good. Yeah, faith comes by hearing, and yeah. hearing comes through the Word of Christ. Yep. Um, if you're a, if and even sharing your testimony is not going to be sufficient. Right. Um, a lot of people are taught how to share your testimony. Just tell your testimony. Tell sure. how you became a Christian. <laughs> yeah. That's all well and good, but if that's all you do, that's not going to that's not going to cause someone to become a Christian. Yeah, you've got to get to the gospel. You got to get to the gospel, and the gospel is not your testimony. The gospel is an objective fact. Yeah, the gospel is the power of God to salvation. Right, not your
0: testimony. Yeah. Um, so your testimony should contain the gospel, though. Right? If you work on it and uh-huh. you kind of
1: have it formulated correctly. Right. The gospel should be in your testimony. Yeah. They should hear it. So, it's it's actual sexual it's actual truths, mm-hmm. truth statements that have right. to be understood. Mhm. Um, that's that is how someone actually comes to Christ. Yeah. They have to hear. And so if you're if as you're telling people about um, you know, as as you're trying to share the gospel, your your uh, your words should just be <laughs> saturated with the word of God. Mhm. Um, they don't need to hear your words. They need to hear the words of God. Mm-hmm. Um, a good way is going through Romans, the Roman Road. Yep, right. Romans three twenty three, Romans five eight, Romans six twenty three, Romans ten nine. Just going through it. Um, that's that's an excellent way to do it. And that that leads me to a, a couple of other key findings in this survey. Thirty eight percent of Gen Z agree it is wrong to share one's personal belief with someone of a different faith in hopes that they will one day share the same faith.
0: Is that Christians?
1: Thirty-eight percent of Christian Gen Zs? It doesn't say. It doesn't say, but it it seems to be it seems to be Christians. Uh-huh. It seems to be that thirty-eight percent of Gen Z Christians yeah. um are falling into a, an inclusivist or universalist Does that seem um, that way? Yeah. framework, which doesn't surprise me mm-hmm. um, very much. eighty-two uh, percent uh, agree that having a conversation about faith is most effective with those with whom they've already established a significant relationship.
0: Yeah, I, also I just, called friendship evangelism. Well, the the reason that this people believe this is because they have a faulty view of election mm. and predestination, mm-hmm. right? If you have the biblical view of election and predestination, you would believe that um, that Christ call his, calls his sheep out of the world. My yeah. sheep hear my voice. Right. And so they've never heard the gospel. You share the gospel with them, and they're like, something clicks. Well, what a clicks? It's the regeneration of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Making the gospel effectual. Uh, there's an effectual draw they have to Christ. That's supernatural. This is a supernatural thing, someone being born again. Yeah. And you being their friend doesn't make it more likely to happen. Right. Right. It happens because it's God's doing.
1: Yeah. I I think there's also a a misunderstanding about what evangelism is. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not so much an invitation as it is a command. Mm -hmm. Um, Christ is king whether you make friends or not. Right. Um, It's a declaration that Christ is king. All authority has been given in heaven and on earth to Jesus. Therefore, go make disciples. Right. Go and tell them. Right. That there's a savior who's been crucified and has been raised from the dead, and he now is exalted. He's now okay. king. Mm-hmm. And um, you are to repent and believe the gospel.
0: Yeah. I mean, one thing I think about this is uh, when my, my friend Robert, who's a pastor now, um, he was not a Christian when he was at KU, he was living like a normal non believer Christian. Wood Like a heathen, yeah. you know, his words like a heathen, mm-hmm. you know, and he's walking through the quad area or whatever, and there's a guy open air preaching in there, and people are throwing eggs at him, mm. and he walks by laughing at the guy mm. and he, but he hears the gospel, yeah, and he said it's like a worm got planted in my head, mm. And I, it, I couldn't shake it. And <laughs> yeah. eventually he became a Christian, and now wow. he's a pastor. Okay.
1: Yeah, Not awesome. a lot of
0: friendship going on there.
1: Yeah. Right? No, that, that doesn't mean that you can't, you know, develop relationships with people. Well, you should um, most certainly. You should. Right. You know, um, even Paul, when he's in Athens, he he makes a connection. Uh-huh. But it's not, you know, friendship. He's got to have, like, these close personal friendships, um, you know, uh, talking over coffee before he can share the gospel right um, he makes a connection by drawing on some of their own literature uh-huh. and then he proclaims the truth right and he draws he draws the implications right um, out of it so it doesn't mean that you just walk up to a total stranger and repent and believe the gospel right <laughs> right yeah <laughs> you you can introduce yourself yeah you can yeah <laughs> you know um, actually you can have that and, that kind of entry level relationship because you're a person, right? Uh, and it but, doesn't have to be the very first thing you do with someone,
0: right? You can in your workplace or at school or whatever. You can make friends with people. Like yeah. I said, with these people that are around you, God is going to providentially provide the opportunities to right. do it. You just have to take them when they're there. Yeah. And there are times too when you're be around strangers that mm-hmm. you'll have opportunities. You just have to take them. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. I think I think of one where I'm I'm. Uh, Flying, I can't remember where we were flying to, but I sit down and there's a dude like in all Indian get up, like not American, Native American, Indian, right. But like Indian get up. Uh-huh. So I'm like, hey, you know, why do you got this stuff on? And then he gets to tell me about all his stuff, and I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, well, can I tell you now what I believe about the universe? Yeah. And then boom, now yeah. he doesn't want to be a jerk because I just <laughs> listened. You know, I just listened to his whole uh-huh. spill.
1: Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh so, but if you wait until, you know, you're only sharing the gospel with your very best friends. Yeah. Like that's you're going to be sharing the gospel with very few people um, on very few occasions. Sure. Um God God providentially brings people into your life that you can share the gospel with, but you do, you have to be paying attention all the like time. Like we've got we've got to have a gospel mindset like a a great commission mindset an yeah. evangelistic mindset like I'm I'm listening to conversations I'm listening to hear where where are these these um, little openings and uh, where where can I share the gospel um, so the last the last uh, one of these findings I wanted to bring out is that um, only 19% of uh, these Christian gen Z members say that they've received training in evangelism mm. um, that's a that's a failure. Right. on the fact of the church, yeah, it is because we're supposed to not just make converts, we're supposed to make disciples mm-hmm. and part of making disciples is teaching them yeah, all the Christ, all, all that yeah. Christ has commanded, so that they can in turn obey and do it themselves and replicate yeah um, now you don't have to go through you know like a thirty week course on how to share the gospel. Right. Um, you should be taught the scriptures and we see examples of how the apostles. Shared the gospel, and we can yeah. model them.
0: We did a ten. Did we do a ten week one here once Sunday school? I Believe we did ten. Or week how evangelism. many weeks it was. I think yeah, so. I was? somewhere around there. But also, uh, if there are any pastors listening, one way you can correct this is when ever anybody joins your church, you have a membership class, and in that membership class, you have a class on the gospel. Yeah, and it's not like super advanced. Mm-hmm. You say. We want to make sure you know the gospel and you know how to share it. So here's a way to share it. Yeah. And you and then you take them through it. That's what we do. Hmm. Um, so there's equipping.
1: Yeah. And right you don't have to complicate it. You don't have to complicate it. I mean, we've got the, you know, the two ways to live mm-hmm. tracks. Um, I mean, all, all you need to know is is who is God, uh, who is man, yep. who is Jesus. You got to respond. Right. That's. I mean, you don't have to overcomplicate it. You don't have to have a. You don't have to have a doctorate. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> um, but we, we just have to know that um, there are people that are perishing all around us, and God, in His sovereignty, brings people into our lives that we're able to share the gospel with. Yeah, and and right. parents, parents, um, just a, just a quick exhortation that if you live with with uh, you know children. Who are unbelievers you're living with people that need to hear the gospel share the gospel you don't have to feel like you got to go and find a stranger you've got people in your home that need to hear the gospel mm-hmm. um evangelize your children that's right yeah good stuff all right thanks george well it's your turn friend to take us is home. it Oh, well, all right. Outro. Okay, all right. I know you do it just because you don't like doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hopefully this has been a good free-for-all Friday episode for you. We talked about a whole bunch of things um, and tried to... Bring it back to a biblical worldview, and and that's what we're always trying to do. Uh, It's not our opinion that matters. What does the Scriptures teach? And so we want to encourage you to constantly be going back to the Scripture, reading it, studying it, meditating upon it, and then, of course, obeying it. And uh, it's our hope that this will be a benefit for you, come alongside you and help you to become more and more conformed to Christ.